You're listening to the Mother Your Mindset podcast, the podcast which spotlights inspiring moms of all sorts. My name is Marissa, and in this series, I share stories from all kinds of moms, including whatever the journey of motherhood has to offer. Although being a mom is one of the greatest gifts in our lives, it doesn't need to stop there. And since we all carry out our mom role in our own different ways, I hope these conversations inspire connection and support you in your own journey. Hey there, thanks for tuning in. Today in this first episode, I'm sharing with you a conversation I had with working mom, Andrea McGinnis. I must say I thought I would be rusty after a year of not recording or podcasting at all, but what a wonderful conversation I've had with this amazing woman. Andrea and I are colleagues, and in that context, we knew each other already, but it has been so special to connect with each other on another level. We recorded this conversation over the summer with the assumption that specifically people in the United States would be moving to less pandemic restrictions, but little did we know that the variant would throw everything around again. In any case, I think our conversation is still a nice one, which I'm proud to share with you as a first episode. Andrea shared some wonderful lessons, which I did not want to withhold from you. So before we go into the conversation, a bit about Andrea. She's a Minneapolis native where her and her family currently live. And next to her job as a global HR leader, she's a proud wife and mom of three young, and as she says, curious and adventurous kids. When she's not in the office, using air quotes over here, she's striving to be present in a moment no matter who she's with. She spent the last several years in particular making hard choices related to what her life rhythm looks like in order to invest well in what she values and is committed to. And you'll hear more of that in our conversation. So I would say without further ado, here's my moment with Andrea. Hey, good morning, Andrea. How are you? I'm doing well, Marissa. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. It's uh, late in the afternoon here, so must be very early for you or is eight <laughs> o'clock okay for you <laughs> yeah no this is perfect this is perfect so thanks for having me I'm looking forward to our conversation well I am too and thank you first of all for well signing up for this conversation and I'm really excited to hear you know what you have to share today but also for getting up on a Saturday morning your weekend to uh, just have a chat with me and others to listen to you as well. <laughs> yes, I'm looking forward to it. So yeah, um, well, I would say you're one of the first people I'm talking to for this new season of the Moments with Moms podcast. And I would say for this season, it's a special theme and something which I would not have foreseen when I started up this podcast. And um, well, we talked about it beforehand a bit, but not much, as I mentioned, but it's all about last year and what a crazy year it was. Um, mm. The pandemic. I know I was um, in Minneapolis in February and unfortunately I didn't meet you or see you uh, when I was in, there back then. Um, but yeah, I, I get to fly over and um, share with my team some good news about that was pregnant back then. So that's already one and a half year ago, my God. Um, and then lockdown came and I think nobody traveled or at least a minimum of us traveled for one and a half year. And well, here we are in, I would say mm -hmm. an upcoming new phase, but yeah. Um, so this season, it's all about, you know, how have moms, um, ambitious moms, working moms, I would say moms of all sorts in thriving, surviving, just going through this year and I'm just curious to hear all these stories and especially yours today so well before we would dive in into your adventures maybe for the listeners it would be great if you could just um well introduce yourself briefly I know we know each other already mm -hmm. but for the listeners it would be great just to share your story yeah absolutely so I am a working mom I have three under five, um, so three or five, three, and one. And when I started my career, I 
always thought I'd be a working mom. And then when I was expecting my first, um, you know, on maternity leave, I was just devastated about the thought of going back to work. So I actually went part-time back to work and then eventually ended up going um, full-time at home. I just couldn't imagine at that point in my life being a working mom. Mm -hmm. Um, And I was at home for about a month and just really realized that I was a better working mom. Um, And that was a really interesting season of my life to, um, and I'm really thankful though, to have had the opportunity to experience, right? What, what would this be like for me personally, professionally, Uh um, for my family? Um, And so I'm really thankful to have had that opportunity to stay at home. Mm -hmm. Um, So I'm not always wondering, right? Um, Or regretting that I didn't take that leap. But then then I ended up Um, about, I was home for only about a month. And just, I mean, my husband just kind of said, you're, you're kind of miserable, huh? And um, (laughs) just also felt like my baby who was very young at the time was just very bored too, um, in all honesty, and um, tried to have as structured of a day as you could for a a little one. Um, So I'm just curious, sorry, I'm just curious, Andrea, you triggered me there. What made you feel so well, bad or after a yeah. month. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I think, um, I've always been a very driven person. Um, I mean, my parents will remind me that when I was in second grade, I would go to school. I would ask them to drop me off at six o'clock in the morning, um, the day of an exam to do reviews with my teacher. Um, so I've always been a very, um, very interested in learning, not just in school, but about anything, I'm just a very curious person. And so, um, I have a lot of energy and engagement around contributing in the workplace. And, um, and so I know, um, I have a lot of stay at home mom friends. Um, and I know that work isn't the only way, right. That you can have, um, that engagement. But for me, um, I really needed personally something much more structured, something that had, you know, hard challenging goals, something different than volunteering or socializing. Um, so, so for me on that personal level, that's where I was, but also for my baby, Mm-hmm. Um, I just was really struggling to find interaction and engagement on a very consistent basis. And I know structure is really important. Um, and that's something that I wanted my um, children's day to look like was have that structure, have that interaction. Yeah. Um, and I was really struggling to do that um, on a consistent basis. So Luckily, I was able to, with the support of my husband, you know, and, um, you know, really quickly, I was able to land a, a, a really great opportunity. So things also, it was kind of a right place, right time yeah. um, situation as well, which made that possible to transition back into the workplace full time. Well, sometimes it feels like all puzzle pieces just fall together, at, you know? Yeah. Like, like it's, it's fate, right? Yep. Yep. Absolutely. So, wow, mom of three under five. <laughs> that, I'm just quiet because I, I have two. Um, well, yeah. also under five, but I'm I, I'm busy, but having three, <laughs> it's mm-hmm. impressive. How is yeah, it for it's you? A, it's, a, um, it's a journey. I would say it's very rewarding and it's it's the best and hardest thing that I've ever done um there are definitely a lot of um pros and cons right so when I had my my first two or two and a half years apart and um and I wanted to actually have them closer but it was like having my first was really hard it was a really hard year for me transitioning, um, as a first time mom. And so, um, 
I always felt a little sad that they weren't closer. So my second and third are much closer. And although that also, so I had my third last January, which is why we didn't meet when you were in Minneapolis. I was actually on maternity leave. Ah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, there's pros now. My youngest is, you know, interacting their friends. Well, you know, they're young, but um, they're really starting to form those relationships. So I'm, um, I, when the times get hard, I'm also really um, just trying to focus on the pros, right? Of how yeah. some things are much easier, but I have a great husband um, and, and a really good support system. So I think that that is helpful. And I would just say, um, I have a really great employer. So um, I think that's also been something in my journey of how do I, how can I balance how not have it all because I don't know that that's not how I would describe it for myself because I don't think you can quote unquote have it all mm -hmm. um I just think you can you can make your priorities happen with trade-offs right and so yeah. um finding an employer that um has the same values as me in terms of um inclusion and for mm -hmm. me how that shows up is um, I have young kids and I won't always have young kids, but I will have a family. And so as they get older, I want to be at their events and I want to go to their play and I want, you know, and I want them to see, I, I have three girls. And so I also want them to see that if you want to be a working mom, you can, but it's also important to me to, to share with them. Um, and especially, so my five-year-old, right, she's very inquisitive, all the wise, um, <laughs> and she sees me working, and we talk a lot about that, especially because she's been home much of last year, and why, you know, why are you working, um, and it's not just to make money, you know, and um, so really explaining to her why, what I do at work, and what types of things I get to learn working with global teams, and I get to um, you know, see the world through others and, and, but also explaining to her, you don't have to, you don't have, you could be a work, you could be a stay-at-home mom, or if you choose to not have children, that's okay too. Um, and so I think that's also important to me as I continue to walk through my journey about how do I quote unquote, have it all with trade-offs? How do I also model that in a way for my kids that enables them to, um, grow up being able yeah. to form what their choices should be in the future as well yeah wow and I think you you touched upon so many things here let me see where I want to jump on but first of all I would say I can totally echo what you were saying about you know balancing your priorities having that support system not only at home but also at work and I can totally echo mm -hmm. that how fortunate are we um, mm -hmm. with having such a great employer um, all, but also you know you mentioned your daughter see you working um, being very mm -hmm. inquisitive there and the way you handle that that was that must have been quite um, a deep dive for all of you the past year mm -hmm. so when we're looking now back at that that weird past one and a half year I must say yeah where were you when the moment this all started? <laughs> what was happening? Yeah. Were, were you, you were pregnant then, right? No, you were, yeah. you just gave birth. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Both. So yeah, <laughs> um, this is, this, you know, when, when my youngest is older, you know, this is probably going to be one of those stories that I tell all the time and is really annoying. Like, mom, I know the story, right? Um, <laughs> but yeah, so, so when Brooklyn was born last January, there were five confirmed cases of COVID in the United States. So I'm, I live in the, in the United States. And um, so we were, you know, we were just starting to, not starting, we had been, you know, the COVID conversation had been hitting, um, hitting us for a while but in terms of how that impacted our day-to-day -day lives it hadn't showed up yet 
So I, my delivery experience was, was quite normal other than, um, what is this going to mean for postpartum? Right. So there was a lot of curiosity. I wouldn't say anxiety yet. There really wasn't anxiety. Mm -hmm. Um, so I had a very normal birth experience, healthy baby, and then very quickly everything changed. Right. And so I, we went on lockdown, um, you know, quite soon after my baby was born. So now we have, I have three under four at the time, um, and no help. And so for me, my COVID experience started, um, and my baby was colic. Um, and so we were all at home and, um, so, so that was really hard. I think having limited help without a global pandemic, without a very challenging baby is hard, but that I would say the first, I don't know, four months of, of life for her and for us was a very big transition, not just for me, but for my husband. Yeah. Um, you know, for my kids, I was pretty much with the baby and he was with the older two, just really trying to make their, you know, experience as normal as possible. Um, right. Trying to shield them, like letting, like let them be kids. And in some ways their age helped because they didn't have a lot of fear understanding. I mean, now my five-year-old understands the word COVID, but I would say she doesn't really, you know, she has seen masks. Um, she's had to wear them, but she isn't in school yet either. So, um, the, the year started very, with a very big, exciting moment, experiencing that exciting moment kind of in the beginning of the pandemic was really hard. Uh Um, And then I think it also then kind of moved into time together, right? So once I think things stabilized here in terms of, okay, what is this new norm? Mm -hmm. Um, How do we, you know, I think, myself and other friends and families and colleagues figured out, okay, now this is a new norm. How can we cope? How can we find joy? Then it also just became a a time of togetherness and okay, let's take advantage of the fact and, and um, that we're together. And, and sometimes that's hard to be on top of each other, but um, we also had a lot of really great bonding. but because you guys, I think I'm assuming now, but just checking, you guys also, there was no daycare, right? Yeah. There right. was yeah. were no, so, well, no schools. And were both of you then, well, your husband working from home and then you staying at home, working from home? Yeah. So, right. So I, my job allows me to be flexible so I can do my job anywhere in the world. So I was home um, working from home once I went back after maternity leave. And then my husband, um, the type of work that he does, he has the summers off. And so, um, naturally we just had him at home. And so, and then he went, we went into kind of the fall. They didn't have school. They've just continued to stay at home. Mm -hmm. Um, so, so they've been home since the pandemic really has started. Um, and now plan my, my oldest will go back to, well, she'll start school in the fall, which she's really excited about. And then my, my, my younger two will, will go to some type of, um, care during the day. Um, so that'll be an, uh, you know, as we kind of think about where are we now and now what's next, that'll kind of be a, a big, a big transition for us. Cause it's not just babies and, you know, you have young kids. It's not just babies who haven't seen, you know, been socialized as much. It's also, you know, kids of all ages. So my yeah. three-year-old going to, to daycare, um, it's going to be a transition for her too. So we're just yeah. trying to, to prep, prepare for that. And, um, yeah, it, 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 last year feels like the longest year of my life and the fastest year of my life. I don't know if you feel that way. I mean, you have a little one too. I'd, I'd love to hear, like, do you feel like 
it was a, especially being a second time mom, was it a harder experience for you because of Mm. the pandemic or what was that like for you? It was, um, yeah, the pandemic hit when I, and, and the lockdown hit here indeed in March last year. And that was when I was, um, 12 weeks pregnant. So really just pregnant. Um, it was a very quiet one. I would say the whole, you know, the pregnancy was good. Our son was really small, same like you, um, very fortunate to have the flexibility to work from home. Um, but also, uh, we just were not allowed to go in the office. Um, so I was at home all the time. So I was really conscious of just like with my first of this pregnancy, um, it has been chaotic as well because, um, well, I had to balance uh, my work stuff, um, mm-hmm. also my, uh, well, mother, your mindset stuff, and then also the little one. So at start, it was really, really tiring, um, especially because I was physically tired as well. But also, same to you, it was a beautiful experience. I think what made it different was when I gave birth in August, there was, well, very limited, um, how do you say, um, there were very limited um, amount of family around us because we weren't allowed to have any, um, especially when we had, we were lucky enough to get some um, uh, care at home, um, but then that was it. So when there were people here taking care of me, and the little one there, you know, other visitors weren't allowed. So we really right. had to balance that. And to be honest, I was very happy with that because I had <laughs> right real, real quality time, not having yes. to stress about having people come over and plan and being stressed mm. about that. So it's been very special. And even some colleagues even said, well, I can't believe you're, you, you got another kid now. We've never seen you pregnant yeah you know walk right. around with that big belly no one has seen me so it's been very yeah. very quiet process um of very mm-hmm. much together so it, it, what you're saying yeah same um but I got you know I got to ease into it whereas mm-hmm. you just gave birth and you were at home so I I got to you know, f- get used to the feeling of being at home and, and managing my own and everyone's expectations. But for you, I can imagine it was totally different than your other two experience. So I'm just curious there to hear about, all right, so you just gave birth and then lockdown. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What were your challenges? You know, what was going through your mind? I mean, apart from you just had another baby, you have two kids mm-hmm. running around, you're told to be stay at home, not knowing what this COVID is or, you know, how it's going to pan out. Mm-hmm. What were your challenges and how did you navigate there? Well, I think naturally um, you can just see a sense of fear around you, right? And I think my first question was, what does this mean for kids? You know, I think as a parent, at least in my experience, like you're mostly thinking about the safety of them. Um, And so I was less concerned about me and more of like, oh my gosh, especially this new baby, right? I mean, Mm -hmm. we weren't going anywhere anyways, but Um, there was just so much uncertainty about how people are, um, being infected. And so even things like home food delivery, right? I mean, so in the beginning, it was just, um, managing, I would honestly say managing for myself, everyone's fear around me. Um, I'm not a big news consumer because I think, um, I think that I've always, well, especially having kids, but in the last several years of my life, I've really tried to be very deliberate with how I consume the news because there's just so much fear and negativity. Mm -hmm. So I think that was also um, part of how I managed that was really making sure that I was consuming information in a healthy way um, and not just, you know, staring at the TV all day about 
how the world is coming to an end, which some of the messages that we were getting were saying that, right? Yeah. And yeah. everyone's blaming each other. And it, it mm-hmm. was just very, there was a lot of very unproductive conversations. So I was really trying to um, not be naive, but educate myself in a, in a healthy and um, smart way. And then I would say, secondly, my faith, I would say um, really, um, I think that in moments like a pandemic, there's so much that's out of your control. And so for me, it was just really relying and finding rest and peace in my faith. And, um, and in some ways, like, yes, there are things that we can do to be wise and responsible, not just for our family, but for others. Um, so, so doing those things, but at the end of the day, there's a lot of like, so much of this, right. is out of our control. Mm -hmm. Um, and so really focusing on what's in our control. Um, and some of that too was, um, communicating that to other people. I mean, everyone deal, and I don't know what your experience was, but there, everyone's, it's kind of like an election, right? Everyone's on some, some, um, some area of the spectrum and so for for those people in my life that were like going off the deep end it was also communicating to them like I'm not in a place right now where I can entertain that conversation for 45 minutes so it's also being very um direct yeah (laughs) like this is not healthy for me and for you right yeah we're spinning here so um I think just being super honest yeah, you um, just had a baby. Come on. Yeah, right, right, right. Like this is so heavy. But again, it's like this. I also like this is real life for people, and yeah. and for us. And so I also just you know you can't like sh- I didn't want to shelter myself. Um, and then also too, I think what helped though is very quickly there was a lot of information and research that was validating and showing that children weren't being impacted um, as much as other ages of the population. And so like, for, cause I just assumed this was gonna target kids, like that kid, yeah. you know? And so for me, that's why I was very like, oh my gosh. Um, but I think that also helped too, is just from a like science reassurance perspective. And I know a lot of, there were, you know, moms and dads across the world that lost their kids. And so I did, you know, that was a reality, but I think it helped me personally know that, okay, my, you know, month old baby, they're not, there aren't as many cases of young children being as vulnerable and and there are um there is research that's showing that kids that are infected are you know are healthy you know once they move forward being infected so um yeah it's 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 very interesting kind of reliving this right I mean I think over the last 18 months we've all been talking about it but this is also an interesting time of reflection to say gosh that was wild what we all just went through yeah so if you um, as you're reflecting right now so what is the thing which is popping up right now what kind of feeling thought yeah give it a word the first thing that came to mind is resilience um not just for me and my circle of friends and family and colleagues but i would just say the world um, I've just seen so many people come together. And I think we've seen a lot of people, a lot of messy moments too, right? Um, but I've just seen so much community and people coming together and supporting one another and just showing up. Um, I've experienced so much of that in my life this last year um and I've really seen that I mean just even think about work um I mean something that we talk about every day is mental health every day Mm -hmm. how are you doing how are you doing really and it's not just oh we're checking the box but I think that's been I've seen a lot of resilience through I mean 
how many hours are you at work, right? So it's not even just in my personal life. Like I see people um, banding together still today. I mean, we have colleagues, Marissa, all over the world that, I mean, in the U.S., we're in a very privileged situation right now. You know, we Mm -hmm. have colleagues in India and in Latin America who are not having uh, as positive and hopeful maybe that's the right word experience today right and so I think um, I still see there's a lot behind us there's a lot in front of us and I still see a lot of resilience and a lot of um, care in that people are having for one another knowing that this is not over yet Um, and that's really important um, that not just us as moms, right, of young kids, <laughs> but, um, you know, we have our own unique challenges that um, we're experiencing, like, how do we do this as a working mom, or how do you do this as a stay-at-home mom, or how do you do this as a woman or a man who mm-hmm. has friends that are working moms, or that you manage people that are working moms, or that yeah. you manage people that um, aren't moms, um, I just think that there's so much that we can bring from our experience as a, as a mom right now mm-hmm. of young kids to also be empathetic and to yeah. support other people. You know, maybe they're not experiencing some of the challenges because they had, they had a baby last year, but, um, maybe they're lonely. You know, I experienced loneliness yeah. last year. And so we can relate to that. And so I'm also thinking through some of that is, um, as I'm reflecting is to just keep remembering that I can be empathetic and relate and provide support to other people who aren't in the exact same stage of life. And I've received that same type of care from other people who aren't experiencing or didn't have that same experience of COVID last year and even, and Mm -hmm. even today. It makes me feel so proud the way Mm. you reflect and mention resilience people showing up for each other and community Mm -hmm. um now reflecting on myself the same words Mm. pop up and Mm. it's i I would say well maybe also because we're in a somewhat similar situation though in different countries Mm -hmm. but well the pandemic was everywhere um so proud to see like you said, not only as moms, but how everyone has been showing mm-hmm. up. You know, everybody has experienced the pandemic in their own way. I think what made this special is, and I just hope it doesn't, no, I just hope we preserve this as we mm-hmm. get out of it and manage through this is the way we showed up and the way we built community, the way we've helped each other through mm-hmm. this, um, that, that, aspect does not fade away because if there's anything which the pandemic has showed us apart Mm -hmm. from us being so resilient is that um we do care about each other Mm -hmm. more than we probably expected um of course there are people and 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 parts in the world where it has unfortunately also not been that way Right. right and 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 i just want to recognize that as well but yep. looking at the the, the 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 positive side of this is definitely the way we've helped each other. Mm-hmm. And like you said, it's not only the how are you doing or how are you doing really, but it's also um, for me personally, it was people just coming by and dropping off mm-hmm. dinner. Mm-hmm. And, uh, when I just gave birth, um, having a wonderful team, uh, of colleagues, um, all moms, by the way, um, just communicating with each other, the fun stuff, but also just the, the ugly stuff as well, you know, in, the, in yeah. the group chat about what everyone's going through, being totally honest about that. And, and also with my friends, it was also, I would say a period, just it's okay to be vulnerable and scared and feeling lonely and I feel that more and more people have been talking about it and I hope they continue to do so and being that open. So that was just me yeah. reflecting also. 
<laughs> yeah, and I think I I love I love where you just ended there because I think that's so important. Um, is is the modeling of that behavior, right? So I think that's something. Um, so I'm really involved in the women's network at my um, where I currently work and. I just think that's something that I think about all the time is what can I do every day, right? And I think that there's um, a time and a place, right? To be a certain, to have a certain conversation. Um, but I think for me, I really wanna model that vulnerability. And I think about the times where people have done that for me, where they've come into a conversation and they've just shared something and it doesn't have to, you know, it's not in some cases, the hugest, biggest thing, right. But it's, they're having, it wasn't just, yeah, I'm good. How are you? You know, how are you too? It was, yeah, Yeah. this is hard, you know, and in, in a lot of those moments, it was with my male colleagues. Um, who were sharing something that was really hard. Um, and in some situations, it was family oriented. In some situations, it was um, related to a work meeting. But I think, mm-hmm. um, I think the more that I've heard um, from people um, in terms of where they're really at, what they're walking through, and then seeing how they walk through that, um, I've really benefited from that, right? And I also want to model what it looks like to be authentic. I think that's the word I'm looking for, to be, to be vulnerable, to be authentic, um, and to take those right moments, right? To, yeah. to have that open and honest conversation, right? And not have it be very surface or very high level. But um, yeah, I love where you landed there. I think, I hope to, Marissa, that some of what we've learned and some of how we've come together as a global community I hope that can I trust that that will continue and from a cultural perspective that that you know that'll move with us but I think we all also have to be very intentional about carrying some of those behaviors forward as well yeah so what so I'm curious for you if I can ask you a question. Sure. Um, Fire away. So, so do you feel like your you've kind of established what your new normal is? Do you feel like that's the new normal for you for a while? Or do you see kind of uh so for me, I have a transition in the fall, right? Um, I think mm-hmm. in the US you know, vaccination rates are getting higher, things are opening up, school's gonna um, start one for my oldest, she's actually gonna be in school, but also schools are opening more in the US. Mm -hmm. Um, And so that for me is gonna be a big transition to kind of a new normal. Do you have a kind of another transition coming up on the horizon that you're needing to prepare yourself for? Or do you kind of feel like, what your day-to-day looks like you you know it's kind of business as usual now i would say um also looking at the past one and a half years being in the netherlands i feel like we are a couple of weeks behind you guys or months so not that much i hear things going on and about talking about opening up things well we're definitely out of lockdown and like i mentioned before our conversation we went to a public pool just today without masks and stuff so I am in a somewhat slower transition uh, too though we do not know when we will go into the offices or when well our kids are back in daycare and kids are going back to school so that's a that's I would say also a new normal um, in progress Um, I feel I'm transitioning with you guys over there and the reason why I'm saying that is because I'm talking to you, well, to you um, over the sea, I was over the ocean <laughs> on mm-hmm. a daily basis. Right, um, right. So like, I feel I've been going through this um, with all of you together. That's also helping mm-hmm. me in preparing for what's mm. next. 
Um, mm -hmm. The thing which is very um, exciting, I would say, I'm, yeah, that's the right word, is just as we transition, which is going to be, I would say, an interesting period again, because yeah, everyone goes through that differently, but I'm very excited about seeing people on a normal basis again. Mm -hmm. I don't know what that normal is. That's probably going to be a new definition, but it's mm -hmm. it's just exciting to know that having more people around, you know, um, randomly meeting people at uh, a coffee machine saying hi, I still hope that's going to be part of our future. Um, but at least yep. having these um, uncoordinated interactions with people um, mm -hmm. is something which I'm really hopeful for and hope to, well, get back in the new normal. Um, so, well, as, as you ask me, how am I going through this? It's very hopeful. Yeah. Hopeful I feel, is the right word. And I hope that in this transition, um, the people around me also go through this transition safely. And, and, and mm -hmm. um, well, basically I, I wish that for everyone. It's just, I just, the thing which is a bit, in the back of my head is I don't know where we will be in three months. Right. Yeah. And how that will look like for you. And then also how that will reflect maybe here in Europe. Um, and also for the other regions, so to say, you know, just hopeful, so hopeful. And I spoke to someone in the TAM and she said, well, there is light at the end of the tunnel because I'm seeing it, you know, in the other regions. And that's maybe the best description also from my side. Mm. Mm. so yeah. just keeping that hope right thank you for asking yeah. that because I never thought about it but yeah tapping into my own feeling right now it's hope and, <laughs> and, and, and a lot of optimism for sure yeah that's good um, that's good yeah and is there something well we both are very hopeful and optimistic about what's coming is there something you're leaving behind? Like this is mm. something I've learned or gotten out of the pandemic and definitely something I'm not taking with me. For me, for wow. instance, maybe, well, maybe yeah. that's just, because someone asked me this, I'm like, wow. And, and, and I had some time to just digest and think about it, but for me, it's really that, and hopefully it'll not come back. Uh, let's just keep it that way. Is my tendency to control things. Um, mm. Wanting to be in control of everything. So when this pandemic just started, I was very adamant in things like, you know, I don't want people uh, near us. I think I'm pregnant. I don't know what's going to happen, which is for me a very logical response, but also, you know, um before well before even the pandemic I was very controlling about everything you know well, what time I went to the grocery what time we did specific mm. stuff where we went where we met people um what time I would go work out and and everything and just when the pandemic came it all went out of the window because mm -hmm. I had to balance my little well taking care of my little son work um just get the work done whenever I had the opportunity to do so. So when my son was sleeping, but sometimes he would sleep for half an hour. Sometimes he would sleep for, you know, three hours. And then that multiplied when my, well, my baby daughter came in. and then we um, had a baby and we had a toddler running around, assuming that daycare would open again. And then in December we got locked down again and daycare were closed and stuff. So there we were again. So um, having that urge to control stuff and be in full control of my life um, and every detail of it is something which is something mm -hmm. I am not doing or at least indefinitely uh, reduced manner <laughs> Sure. right now. So yeah, that urge to control is way less. And I, to be honest, I feel way more at ease Mm-hmm. You're so. becoming much more flexible. Um, yeah. Which I think as a parent, like you're 
you would, you'd think we'd be more flexible in general because you have to be, but at the same time, it's hard um, because you're also managing so much stuff um, that it is so important to have that. Stru- I'm the same way, um, very structured. You know, I have my list. I um, have a plan. Um, <laughs> I would say I too have had to give some of that away and I have I have found you said it so well I'm so much more at peace and at rest because you know I used to plan my weekends out socially like three to four weeks in advance um and that's wild right I mean I look back like (laughs) that is so wild and so I'm I've to become a little bit I think the benefit of of being more flexible is you can be more spontaneous and in the moment, right? So yeah, if if you're not creating that time where you can have a delta of time, right? You're not running to the next thing or you're not going to something. Yeah. You can have more spontaneity. And with that comes like just really unplanned memories. Um, and even interactions with people like at the store, you're creating space to take Martha's groceries to her car, right? Because you're not, <laughs> not you're not head down. Um, here's my agenda. Yeah. I would say what I, that's a really good question. One of the things that I think I am, I don't know, I can yet say I'm, I've left behind, but I'm growing and leaving behind is that it's okay to not be okay. Wow. Um, yeah. So I think for me, and we talked about it earlier, just um, life is hard and not just when we're in a, you know, in the midst of a global pandemic, but life is hard and things happen that you don't expect and that you weren't planning for. And it's okay to not be okay. Um, and so I am wanting to continue to grow and not being okay when I'm not okay and how do I navigate that right and mm-hmm. um so that's what I'm I'm learning and I think um I'm being helped in in really learning that when I see others doing the same you know we kind of talked about that earlier the modeling yeah. so seeing others model that behavior and I want to I want to model that for others as well. So that that would be a good thing to just even ask myself, like in 60 or six months, right? Have I grown in that? Have I left that mm-hmm. behind more? Maybe. It's a good question. I want to yeah. ask others in my circle of influence that question. That's <laughs> a really good question. <laughs> well, I'm coming back to you on that question in six months. Okay, deal, <laughs> deal. I'm expecting that. I'll be disappointed if you don't. All right, good. So end of this year, for sure. I'm writing that down. All right. What a, I, hear, what a, I hear your pen writing. <laughs> <laughs> what a profound experience mm. this year. And thank you for mm-hmm. sharing your, I would say, yeah, day in a life. It's a year and a year and a half in your life. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And yeah, and, and, and the new experience is yet to come as you transition in this next normal. And I'm very excited for you and also myself, as I mentioned. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I think new things will, you know, pop up on our journey. Mm-hmm. Uh, but again, like you mentioned so eloquently uh, a few minutes ago, is, you know, you, you just go through it these things there are things we just cannot control and just go with flow Mm -hmm. yeah that's something which I'm also that's the way I also intend to deal with it or well Mm -hmm. have been dealing for this past one and a half years and I'll just continue to do so but it's nice the way you put that together um Mm. thank you that's all I can say and I'm, I'm just almost speechless here about the way you've been sharing that experience and yeah Maybe just before we close off here, I'm just 
because you've had this very special experience. I think all of us have, but from your perspective, you know, being at home, uh, a newborn mom of three very small kids going in lockdown, you know, experience, experiencing this year as you did, is there anything you want to share to the listeners here to close off? I think I would end with um, kind of where we started in it's a it's a journey. Life is a journey, whether we're going through a pandemic, um, you're going through the birth of a child or the loss of a child, um, you know, marriage, a new job, the loss of a job. I think the pandemic has forced us to go through something all together very traumatic, um, but it's not going to be the last traumatic season, right? Um, hopefully it won't be a, in the form of another pandemic, but I, but I think we can all count on something new happening in our lives that's hard and unplanned. And so um, I think if we can all um, stay focused on keeping ourselves healthy, but also um, really living our lives with our heads up, meaning being aware of others around and knowing the impact that, you know, you shared it, Marissa, a meal on your doorstep or a card in the mail or a hello at the, at the market. How are you? Um, that I think those day-to-day -day interactions with people, you never know what tragedy or hardship or exciting moment someone's facing in that um, moment. And so I think just encouraging myself to remember to live in the moment, to live with my head up, to encourage um, others to live with their heads up um, and to just... Um, live in the moment and, and take care of yourself and uh, take care of one another. Thanks so much for this conversation, Marissa. It's been a great, wow. a great start to my Saturday morning. So <laughs> I'm, I'm really thankful to just to, for the conversation, but just to have, you know, people like you in my circle um, who are, you know, working, um, you know, can show me how you can quote unquote, have it all. Um, with trade-offs so I, I just appreciate your um, you know opportunity to have this conversation and just and you know just your support and advice along the way as well well like I said thank you so much Andrea and thank you for the very kind words and with your closing words we just came full circle in our conversation starting off with new things and well keeping our heads up for new things so that is something um, I love you shared here to close. Thank you for Andrea for being so open, like I mentioned, and well, we'll talk soon. And I want to thank the listeners also for tuning in again and um, till the next episode. If you're still here, I hope you enjoyed our conversation. The Moments with Moms talks are a part of the Mother Your Mindset platform. You'll find more information about the platform and my coaching programs on motheryourmindset.com. Want to stay in touch? Be sure to follow me on Instagram on Marissa underscore Landman.